0: Welcome to the Created to Thrive podcast. This is episode number 70 and it's about heart connection with God. How do we even love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength? And what do each of these even mean? Have you ever thought about what does it mean to be still and know God? Well, we're going to address these questions today uh, every month, I join Chris as he is the host of Two for Tuesdays, where we talk about Kingdom of God principles to help you impact your life in a very meaningful way. because often we can focus on the intellectual part of our relationship with God, such as you know doing the activities of going to church, serving, reading the Bible, praying, and doing all these good things, but a lot of times they can be from our head and not our heart. So how do we even engage our heart to connect with God? I want to help you grow in this area because this is something I'm very passionate about. So join me as Chris Cree and I talk about this topic. And Chris is the He and his wife, Lisa, are the founders of New Creations Ministries. So you can connect with Chris Cree and find all of his resources at newcreations.org. Now, that is spelled new, N-E-W-C-R-E-E-A-T-I-O-N-S.org, because Chris's last name is Cree, which is C-R-E-E, so he adds the other E in Creations. So, newcreations.org that has two E's in it. And then if you are wanting to really get unstuck or break the cycle of spinning, or really just want to connect deeper on that heart level, if you want someone to guide you in the process, I do this in my spiritual mentoring and resiliency coaching program message me at lori laurie at laurieksnyder.com. I will have all this in the show notes as well, but I would love to have a clarity call with you to see if I can help you reach your goals to grow closer with the Lord and become and have everything he has for you. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Two for Tuesday broadcast. I am your host, Chris Cree, and we're changing things up. we got some new technology going on, and we're trying to sort out all the things and the issues, and, and it's working. So um, we're just excited about that. We praise God that he's given us the ability to improve and move forward. So I'm excited about where God's taken us here in 2023. It's going to be a good broadcast. Um, it's going to be a good year. And today we have Lori Snyder with us and I'm excited for Lori because you know we need friends like Lori. Let me bring Lori in and we'll start talking with her. Hey Lori. Hi Chris. Or yeah. <laughs> great. We had technical issues on her end. We had technical issues on our end. It's good to be able to do new things with friends yes. who are willing to put up with with some of the challenges. So thank you yes. Lori for helping yes. be our guinea pig today. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what you wanted to talk about um, our relationship with God, but you have a very particular approach and, and, and angle you want to come at this with, which I think is very important for us as believers. So, I want to kind of just kick the ball over to your court and and see where you want to go with this.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, Chris, and it's a pleasure to be here. And I think just the technical difficulties trying new things (laughs) is really on point because we get caught in this performance trap,
1: this Mm -hmm. mindset
0: of if I'm going to do something new, I've got to do it perfectly. And that's just not life. And so I also want to take that with our relationship with God and really connecting with God on a heart level. And so I want to bring in a few scriptures. You know, I could write a whole book on this. In fact, I'm in the process of starting that because our intimacy with God, everything flows out of that. And there's so many times where people are trapped in this performance of trying to strive to do things to get results. And I want to kind of flip that to take it to a relationship level because so many times, Christians are beating themselves up because am I doing this right? Am I praying right? Am I reading the Bible right? Am I doing this? And they get into this whole trap. It's like the hamster wheel that keeps them going. So I want to set people free. I want them to understand. God wants a relationship with them and they, God is a heart God. And so I want to just add a few scriptures here today that will, or talk about a few scriptures to kind of bring that in and then be able to apply to our own individual lives, to walk in freedom and healing and liberty, joy and peace that we're all longing for.
1: Amen. Yeah, it is, it is a big challenge sometimes that, that we get distracted by the doing and am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? am I not doing things that I should be doing or doing things I shouldn't be doing? And, 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 and if we're not careful, we, we slip into being human doings instead of human beings. And, and I mean, I, I had a conversation recently with somebody who was, was concerned. He was talking about financial stuff and the kingdom of God. And, mm-hmm. and my advice to him was, you know, relax a little bit, you know, you're yeah. getting kind of boresighted in some of these things and, and, you know, just trust your relationship with God, trust in his goodness. And yeah. so I guess I was even doing the heart stuff. Even me, you know, Mr. You know, analytical.
0: <laughs> hey, you've learned. All right. I'm growing. You are.
1: So so, so you, you said God is a heart God. Um, yes. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, let's talk about what's the first thing. And so we'll take with the, well, I, I want to throw in um, Jesus saying the greatest commandment, right? In Matthew mm-hmm. 22. And. I want to tie that to, one, the Old Testament, when that was first given to Moses with the law, that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, Mm -hmm. and mind. But Jesus actually changed the word. It was actually... um, Uh, strength in the old, in Moses, when Moses was given it in Deuteronomy six, he said strength, but Jesus changes it to, you will shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And what I love about that is Jesus meets people where they're at. And at the time during Jesus's ministry here on the earth, He, the Greeks were very much into the, the culture was very much into the mind, the philosophies and thinking where in the old Testament, everything came from story form in the Oracle. And they had people walking alongside them to explain it and dialogue and process it. And so he says the mind. So the first thing that's, that God says was love. Mm -hmm. And you can't, no relationship is for, formed by forcing it. You can't make someone love you. Love is a response. Yeah. So I want to unpack a little bit about the the greatest commandment, but I want to tie in 1 John 4, and especially verse 19. And the Lord just really showed me, when you tie in 1 John 4, read all of it, and then tie that into the greatest commandment, and then the second one's like it, love your neighbor as yourself. It will start to unpack this love relationship and it says if you want to bring up first john 4 19.
1: there it is it says we love him because he first loved us
0: yes so this is god's idea we respond our response is to god to love god with all our heart soul and strength mind is our response to god first loving us Uh, Romans 5.18, you don't have to pull that out, but it says that um, God demonstrates his love to us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's always God doing something first and then us responding. But what I found is that so much of this has turned into us trying to prove to God that we love him. Mm. we do all the things we read our Bible, do our devotions. We pray, we go to church, we serve, we do all of these good things, but so much of it gets caught into the doing. And I'll talk well, about that. In a
1: second. Really what, what ends up happening Lair, Lori, is that we're putting the cart before the horse and we're focusing on the actions instead yeah. of the relationship. Whereas if we focused on the relationship first, we focused on our own identity. We focused on God, his goodness and and, and, how he wants to relate to us those actions would take care of themselves they would naturally flow out of that relationship yeah
0: the focus and that's a great point because the focus now becomes about responding to what god's done for us through jesus's obedience jesus's performance so to speak yeah and out of to know what we've been given, what's been done for us, then my response is to love him back. And so when I say God is a heart God, if you look at Jesus's ministry, so let's just say example, uh, Matthew five, six and seven, the Beatitudes, what Jesus is doing is taking Mm -hmm. the Hebrew, the Jews from a legalistic performance duty mindset, Shifts it to a heart set.
1: And that makes so sense. So when you go Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Because he's he's introducing the age of grace in which we now, as New Covenant believers, are under his grace, his enablement, his divine influence on our heart to enable us to do what we can't do in our own strength, in our own natural abilities, because now he's given us as believers of what Jesus has done in his finished work, death, burial, resurrection, the Holy Spirit to empower mm-hmm. us. So it's by God's grace through us then believing and then acting upon it, right? We're saved by grace through faith. Yep. So that becomes this principle. And so when I've been um, ministering to people, just really then having them look at how do I engage God from a heart level versus an intellectual level?
1: Well, and that makes and, sense Lori, because because um, the Old Testament prophets, you know, they prophesied a time back then that God would write His law upon our hearts, and He would change out our hearts of stone with hearts of flesh. And and again, it's it's about that heart connection. It's not about intellectual. Con- you know, a sense that, yeah, I agree with it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that heart connection, which can be a challenge, especially for us guys, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, if we don't take in the whole counsel of God, meaning the full gospel, the full Bible and Mm -hmm. rightly divide how it's talking to us, we can go back to Jeremiah, I believe, where he says, you know, who can understand the heart It's deceitful. The heart is evil. Well, Well, If you're not born again, right. But God has put us, he's put his spirit in us. He's put his word, he's put his truth. So the heart, let me just explain what the heart is, because a lot of times people are going, well, what's my heart?
1: Yeah, that's a good
0: question. And I don't have I mean, you could talk hours and hours about the heart, but let me just make it simplest for us. A heart is a combination of your spirit and your soul. And so to the degree that we understand that, um, God has put his spirit in us, right. Mm -hmm. As born again, believers, but now I've got to influence my soul, my will, my mind, my emotions to come into an agreement with what Jesus has provided, what God says about me. And I just want to read from Strong's concordance because, um, I just think this is a great summary.
1: Well, it says before, before you get there, I just want to show people in Scripture that you know this this difference between spirit and soul, um, mm. in with a verse that we're all familiar with, First Thessalonians five twenty three, where Paul writes, um, "Now may the peace of God Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." So there we can see that god made us three-part beings and our soul is distinct from our spirit because i Loria, I, I run into this a lot people assume oh, yeah. that our spirit and soul are the same thing they're just two different words for the same thing and they're they're not our right. spirit and soul are distinct and different and and the way you know i phrase it is that we are a spirit with a soul living in a body and and so the body's the easy part that's the physical nature the the, the flesh and bones and, and blood that we can see our, our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And, and then our spirit is that part that comes alive when we're born again, that the Holy Spirit indwells and, and seals, you know, for eternity.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's a great point. And we could talk just even more in depth about that. And what <laughs> you'll see a lot of times people you'll see this, especially like on social media, they'll change the word soul to mind. it'll be spirit mind body you see that a lot so we have to understand so let me just read this and i think this will help clear up what i think it's it's so important that we understand because too i say you will never be able to understand the whole counsel of god reading the bible if you don't understand spirit soul body in which part is it talking to right Mm
1: -hmm. so i mean
0: just first john 4 17 i think says as jesus is so are we in this world well how does that make sense Mm -hmm. It's not talking about your physical body or your soul. It's talking about your spirit. And to the degree that we benefit our heart, influence the way we think, renovate our thoughts and our emotions and imagination, our attitudes to line up and come to an agreement with God's word. Will that start to be uh, understandable and a reality for us?
1: Yeah. And and so basically what you're saying is that our spirit already is the perfection of Jesus. I mean, it is. It, I mean, it's identical to Jesus because as He is, so are we in this world. That's yeah. in the spirit. Now, the, our you know that that happens the moment we're born again. Yeah. The rest of our Christian walk, our, our walk with the Lord, with with God, with Jesus, however you want to phrase it, is is an an exercise in being transformed by the renewing of our mind, Romans 12, 2, as we change our soul to come into alignment with what's already there in our spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just our mind. That's why when Mm -hmm. people just say mind for your soul, that's not the totality of it, because we have emotions, we have attitudes. It involves our imagination. You know, in Genesis um, 11, I believe, where it talks about the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. Now, these were not even God's people. These were just people that wanted to make a tower to get to God. And God says, we need to go talking to Jesus and Holy Spirit. We need to go do something because there's nothing that they can imagine that won't be achievable. Mm. That's how powerful and these weren't didn't even have, you know, covenant with God. So um, and that's a whole process.
1: Yeah, I I pulled you off track. I apologize back to our definition here of of our heart.
0: Yeah. and And, you know, I always just go back to Jesus said, We have to be like a child in order to understand the kingdom of God. I'm paraphrasing Mm -hmm. this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: childlike meaning. Trust and belief. children, trust and believe. That's why we have to teach them stranger danger. Yeah, we have to teach them these things. So we are supposed to be so positioned to where we look to God as the authority, as the one who's going to care and nurture and teach and guide us and protect us, right? Yes. So the heart, I'm reading from the Strong's Concordance, it says in summary, because it's got like, you know, there's several, but I just want to say in summary, the heart includes not only the motives, feelings, affections, and desires, but also the will, the aims, principles, the thoughts, and the intellect of man. In fact, it embraces the whole inner man, the head never being regarded as the seat of intelligence. While it is a source of all action and at the center of all thought and feeling, the heart is also described as receptive to the influences, both from the outer world and from God himself. And it's used of God and man. So it's really the seed of our beliefs, um, where everything flows, the issues flow out of that. Proverbs 4:23 the issues the boundaries of life. Jesus talked about where a man's treasure is, there his heart is also. So mm-hmm. it's really the core of who we are. And so what can happen is we take a thought and every thought produces an emotion. Yes. And then it produces an imagination. Right? Because that thought produces a feeling and then it also will start to give us a picture on the inside, and that's going to influence. And if we meditate on it and meditate means to ponder, to consider, and it involves emotion. And if we long, if we do that long enough, it will produce an action, which then creates a habit and then a lifestyle or, or creates a belief and then a habit and a lifestyle. Well, so and it's,
1: ultimately, ultimately all of that leads to our destiny. Yes. So, yeah, no, yeah, and that's, that is a process, I think, that we can harness to change the direction that we're headed, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. And what we need to do is use that strong emotion, the feelings that we get, we attach that to God's truth then that actually causes transformation in our life when we do it long enough. It's not just a thought that we quote God's word and it's automatic. It's to the degree that we are pondering it and considering it and applying it to our life, which leads me into the next thing I want to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have
0: actually like three points if we get there. I don't know if we'll get there. But so first of all, <laughs> right. our if response- I would stop
1: interrupting, you'd have a better chance.
0: <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's okay. Um our, our response to God to love God with our whole Mm -hmm. heart with everything we have our whole inner being our core is we have to respond to his love. It's a love relationship, right? And it doesn't come from stress if we're trying to show God and strive that we're doing these things to prove our love. That doesn't work. Think about a marriage. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is coming for a bride, right? Yes. It's a love, intimacy, relationship, which then goes into the next point is prayer is a dialogue. I get so many people saying, Lori, am I praying right? I don't think I could pray for someone else because I wouldn't know if I'm saying it right. Like there's some formula or there's some burden of making a mistake. Yeah. Well, that's how we learn and grow. And that's how children learn and grow. Oh, and yeah. so prayer. You know, Fred said to me the other day, he's my husband. He said, "Lori, how would you define prayer? And I said, well, that's an interesting question. I said, in simplest terms, it's a dialogue, not a monologue.
1: Yeah, I I I would. I agree. Prayer is a conversation with God, not us, you know, just dumping on him. Although we can dump on him. He's got broad shoulders. He can handle it. But it's much more effective when... It is a conversation when we do listen to hear what he has to say. And it's amazing that he does speak to us and he gives us answers. He gives us ideas and thoughts and direction when we give him space to actually speak in in response to our prayers.
0: Yes, and it's engaging our heart, not just our head because the word heart has the word here in it.
1: Mm. Good point.
0: And here, in simplest terms, also involves to ponder. I said to Fred, I said, how would you feel if we sat down and had our coffee time? Because we were having coffee in the morning and that's when we you know, connect with our mm-hmm. hearts with each other. I said, how would you feel if I just had a list? I need you to do this today and then I need this from you. And here's the checklist. Here's the to do list. I said that really wouldn't do very much to build our relationship, would it? Now there's times where we do do that, but we're talking and we're discussing and we're also bringing in our life situations. We also talk about other people and how we can pray for them or how we could help them. It involves our whole being. And I love in Acts where it says it's in Jesus, it's in Mm -hmm. him that we live and move and have our being. So from our heart comes the motivations. You know, Paul talks about that in First thir- First Corinthians thirteen. He says, "I can do all these marvelous, you know, spiritual things, but if my motive isn't love, it profits me nothing." Yeah. So when our heart engages God, we are in involving all of us, and it's really simply pondering, and it's a dialogue and. The next start point goes into uh, Psalm forty six ten, which is a principle that I love to use. It says, "Be still and know that I am God." And I'll just keep that point right there. Yeah, let me so, let
1: me get it up. I'm sorry, I I got too many things going on on my screen. It's all right,
0: technology. Here.
1: That's all right. Here we go. Be still, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. But that mm-hmm. that first two lines or line is what you're focused on. Be still right. and know that yeah. I'm God.
0: Yeah, because Psalm 46 is just amazing because he is, uh, you know, read all of that. And then you'll see that the psalmist is talking and then here God is actually speaking, be still and know that I am God so let's break that down into simplest forms i don't want to talk about the context of psalm 46 i want to use this as a what i do is i take things as a spiritual principle and apply it to my life because i can read that psalm and go check okay god is the strength of my salvation he's my rock he's my security be still first of all the word be we are not to do first jesus called his disciples to be with him to learn to observe, ask questions before he ever sent them out to go do.
1: And that's an important point we're to be still, not do still. And a lot of people, I mean, you know, that was the whole Old Testament Sabbath was they turned it into doing still. And then they made all of these extra rules to make sure that they could do still. And that's not what God's asking at all. He's asking us to just be still.
0: Yeah, and I think that will be our next broadcast. We're going to talk about how do I rest? Mm. How be? That will be our next one. so That's a I'll just huge topic. It. Yeah, let's
1: let's not even go there yeah. because we will because, get distracted.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, we can carry. And so in Isaiah, um, you know, mm-hmm. those who wait upon the Lord will strengthen. Right? We're mm-hmm. going to talk about yeah. that. You know, Chris Tomlin songs. Those who wait upon the Lord will uh, will strength or strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Okay, be still. So be. First and foremost, we are to be with him. You could uh, I forget where in Acts, where it says they were uh, uh, um, in front of, the disciples were in front of the, the um, judges, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. I, the scripture is going. But he says they could tell that the disciples had been with Jesus.
1: Yeah, it was when Peter and John were in front of the Sanhedrin. They—they they Thank you. The, yeah, because they were uneducated okay. men. They hadn't gone through, you know, Never. Sanhedrin school or, or, or Pharisee school or whatever. They, right. they weren't educated in their formal system. They were fishermen, but yet right. they were powerful in the word because they'd been with Jesus.
0: So how many of us discount our what our value is or how we could actually help someone and love someone else in the way Jesus did, because we discount, oh, I don't know the Bible enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do this. But if you have had time being with Jesus, asking him questions, pondering, then you'll be able to give out according to what the person needs. And one of the things I do a lot with my coaching is people will say, I'm bored of praying. It's Mm -hmm. not fulfilling. Reading my Bible has become just a task and a duty. And I will say, what if we change things up? Let's say that you're dealing with rejection, for example, you've been hurt, you've been rejected. So why don't we go into the scriptures? Why don't you look at the accounts when Jesus was rejected? Instead of just reading them and then checking it off the list, why don't you stop and ponder, right? To hear means to ponder, Mm -hmm. to consider. We do that with our heart. How did that make you feel, Jesus? When the very people you were sent to help came against you, your own family members mocked you, rejected you. And now we're engaging Jesus in a way with scripture that is a heart engagement versus an intellectual knowledge or understanding, because that we, intellect will get in the way. Look at John chapter three, Jesus's account with Nicodemus. Nicodemus could not understand what Jesus was trying to tell him. He was only looking at it from the natural and his intellect got in the way of perceiving what Jesus was trying to sell, tell him.
1: And it's, it, I think it's, we can expand that out too. not only does, how does it make Jesus feel, you know, at, you know, asking him, but we can also look at, you know, what are the implications for my life? You know, if this is real, what needs to, what, what, how does it affect me? You know, mm-hmm. what is, wh- you know, how does it affect the world around me? How does it affect, you know, the people that I'm interacting with, you know, what are the real life today now implications of this truth that I'm reading in scripture? You know, I I look at that all the time when I'm reading scripture and it really helps me be able to explain things and and reveal truth to people. It's not because I'm all that and, you know, I'm just not that amazing, but with God through him, he gives me the insights because I'm asking the questions and I'm pondering, meditating on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so powerful. And that stillness is another thing that rests right to quiet our mind to be able to hear jesus said several times he who has ears to hear let him hear even in revelation 3 he's talking to the church and he says i stand at the door knocking let open my heart to receive him let me hear what the spirit wants to say and so it comes boldly before the throne of grace right it's mm-hmm. not the throne of performance it's not the throne of did you do enough earn enough to to do enough, right, to get there, but his grace is inviting. So God is always inviting. So that's why I'm saying, God is a heart God. He's always shifting it to a heart level of the core of who we are, that inner man. So we Mm -hmm. have to still ourselves in that quietness. And when is a good time where you can really be quiet? And it doesn't mean that you have to like sit still and do nothing. I get so much just by going out for a walk, but what I'm doing is I'm quieting my mind distractions the thoughts and i'm engaging god with my heart Mm -hmm. and that is so important a lot of times first thing when waking up like coming out of that dream state my mind is actually slowed down and that's when i get a lot of connection with god is first upon waking up
1: see and i'm the other way around um i find that you know because maybe it's because i'm a night owl but yeah. I you know, before I go to bed, you know, I shut everything down. you know I I'm, I'm, you know turn many of the lights off. Lisa's usually already in bed because she's a, a morning person. And that ends up being my time where I can just kind of yeah. be quiet and focus to hear from God.
0: Yeah. And that's what I tell people. God knows you so intimately, and intimacy means in to me see. Mm. Not just God looking into me, but me looking into him. Mm. It's that that beautiful, um, it's that covenant relationship like between a husband and a wife. And so um, I know we're we're with time here. I want to go to the next part, be still and know. And that word know is to know in an experiential way, in a relational way, not just head knowledge. Yes. And these are just some of the definitions from the strongs about the word know. It means by observing and reflecting, thinking, through experience with the senses, to have firsthand knowledge. You know, I I think of Psalms where it says, taste and see that the Lord is good, that tangible presence of Him. To hear and to perceive, uh, and hearing the heart plays an important role. So in that word know, the heart is engaged and to learn and then give back, to experience with actual involvement, not just um, knowing intellectually. And then also by revelation, where all of a sudden the word just comes alive and you know something that you didn't know before. And like, anyway, so, Um, To know God is to have an intimate experiential knowledge of him is what the strong says. And it's used with reference of Adam knowing his wife Eve, and they conceived a child. So when we experience God, we will produce fruit. And that's where that abiding comes in. When Jesus says in John 15, abide in me, from apart from me, you can do nothing of value, right? Our fruit comes from being in that relationship with him of knowing and tasting and seeing and experience his goodness his ways his life
1: and that fruitfulness is typically a blessing for other people yeah so so that and and i that is so well said that that it's that intimate experiential knowledge of god you know that was yeah. that's one of the things that really drove lisa and i deeper into our relationship with the lord and and you know caused us to want to seek more truth in the Bible and ended up going to Bible college because we wanted to experience what we were seeing on the pages of Scripture you know reading the pages of Acts looking at our life there was this massive disconnect Mm -hmm. because we weren't experiencing God's goodness in the way that it was depicted in Scripture let's just put it that way Mm -hmm. and and the more we renewed our minds you know and and transformed our soul mind will and emotions the more cuz you said it all starts with a thought right yeah, yeah. so so we ha- that's where the that's why the renewing of the mind is so important is because we have to think god thoughts right. now we do have the mind of christ but we have the whole old soulish junk baggage <laughs> that we brought with us before we were born again that we yeah. got to kind of sort through and realign with the truth of god's word and the more we do that the more that we do know god and experience his goodness in a in a real tangible way and now we're at the point where we couldn't i can't even imagine going back you can't shake us off from god's goodness because we've experienced too much of it firsthand
0: yeah and that's such a great point because you you know it says be still and know that i am god well who is god to you and part of why you went to Bible school, why we went, Fred and I went to Bible school, was we wanted to know God in a very intimate, real way that produced that fruit that you would see, like in the book of Acts, or even Jesus, when he says greater works we will do because he's gone to the Father and he's given us each the Holy Spirit. We wanted that to be real. And so who is God to you is a question you need to ask yourself. Not yeah. you, but in general. When no, I'm with you. Right. Is it the goodness? So when we see Jesus, we see the father because one of his major purposes was coming to reveal the father. The goodness of God, the loving kindness that God is love. So when you see Jesus, so that's where I also point out to engaging Jesus. If you have a hard time with Father God, depending on you know someone's experience, if they had a, a bad relationship with their earthly father, a lot of times they'll put that on the, you know their heavenly father. And so I will just say, when you see Jesus, you see Father God. And if you have a hard time receiving love, because that's a key thing, if we want to really have our heart influenced by his love because he first loved us, we have to be good receivers. And what we have to do is we have to keep looking back to Jesus and what he did for us. We weren't worthy of it. We did not deserve it. But that's his grace and Mm -hmm. his mercy. But his grace, his enabling power to give us what we don't deserve but what Jesus deserves. That's that great exchange that took place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's all powerful stuff. And it all flows out of our heart more than our mind. The mind yes. has to get lined up so yes. that it can unlock the heart and, and we can actually experience it in a, in a real and tangible way and that yeah. i think is the most important thing you know a lot of people will will kind of relegate all of their religious experience or, or their understanding of god to something that has importance once we step into eternity but the reality is the kingdom of god is is here it's now yeah. and and yeah. god is is waiting for us to ex- to know him in that experiential tangible way here and now as well as when we step into eternity yeah. So so thank you so much, Lori, for mm-hmm. for explaining that so clearly and helping us see the importance of our heart and how we can relate to God at that heart level so that we do experience it firsthand yeah. and experience his goodness. Um yeah. and and I just want to put a plug-in for your podcast. You have an audio mm-hmm. podcast that you, you put out there in, in like every channel that's, that's available. You're doing a great job with that. You've, you've grown so much in that. And you can find that on your website, right? loriksnider.com, which Correct. is in the description of the video. And if I'm doing this right, let's see.
0: Yes. Oh, look
1: at you. It's a, it's a whole new system. I used to know how to do it in the old way. It was real easy and it's easy here, but I was just like, awesome. oh, I hope I do it right. And I did. Thank you, Lord. Good job. So. Uh, yeah, go to loriksnyder and 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 subscribe to Lori's podcast because you'll get you'll get spiritual insight. But what I love about the what you share, Lori, is that it's practical mm-hmm. and it's 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 useful whether we're in business or or our family relationships. You just you just break it down into such a practical level that's useful for everybody. So I really appreciate that about about how you communicate.
0: Oh, thank you. and you're on my podcast a lot so it's good yay
1: god is good Lori, would you pray for folks that they would just just pray for their hearts and, and however god leads you
0: yeah i will well father god we thank you that we can come boldly into your presence through what jesus has done for us through his blood He was the veil that was torn for us so that we can enter into the Holy of Holies, the heart of who you are, that we can know you in such a real and experiential way that causes our hearts to be open and receive your way, your truth, and your life. And so, Lord, I pray for all who are listening to open their hearts to receive your love. You are their father who loves them and is drawing them to you. And so we just thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your performance so we can rest and abide in you and your love. And so Lord, I pray for each of us to have an experience today with your love, Give us dreams of how much you love us so our lives will be transformed and that others will taste and see that the Lord is good from the fruit of our life. And we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.